You cannot grow and drive traffic back to your online presence without knowing where you want to point people. You cannot grow and drive traffic back to a presence that you're inconsistent with. You cannot grow and drive traffic back to a presence that isn't set up to make conversions. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. Today we are talking about selling as part six of our hashtag Sorry Not Sorry series. This is actually our last episode of this series. I've had a lot of fun recording this. A little recap in case you're just tuning in to our hashtag Sorry Not Sorry series. I'm doing a series to help you audit the things you got going on in your marketing and come face to face with the things you don't got going on. And in this series, I have been sharing 15 minute ish episodes, followed by something I'm calling your get your ish together task. Now, the objective with these episodes are to help you audit how you're currently marketing yourself so you can get back on the right track for some of you and for others, just feel really good about the work that you're doing. But in All in all, this hashtag sorry, not sorry series is about clarity, right? So, so far we have talked about the function of your marketing, which is really about showing up with intention. We've also talked about messaging because this marketing thing, it's not going to work if you don't have a message. So we really dialed into what the heck that means and how the heck to come up with your message. And then we talked about getting real with our growth strategies. So we're not just spinning our growth wheels and getting confused as to why we're not getting results from our growth efforts. I loved this one because we really talked about like the math behind your growth. And then part four, this is when we had, we were, when I shared an episode really walking us through the biggest excuses I hear and really calling them bullshit, if I'm being honest, because these excuses sometimes come from a place of, ooh, this is my belief that this is what's happening. So this is my excuse as to why I'm not going to do this marketing task that someone says I should do. And I just wanted to really come face to face with all of those things so that we stopped using them as excuses. And then part five last week, this is where we revisited the message conversation, but we spoke at it from the perspective of sales. Again, if this thing that we talked about last week isn't dealt with, you're going to find yourself posting all this free stuff online and getting really frustrated with why it's not converting. And this week, the one, the episode you're about to listen to, we need to talk about where we're selling and most importantly, how often we're selling. And this might surprise you a little bit. All right, let's dive in. So let's talk about all the places we could be selling that we're not. And in order to effectively have this conversation, we have to get clear around what we are selling and the systems or lack thereof that we have in place to make those sales. So let's go through this step by step. All right, step one, what the heck are you selling? So the answer to this question is going to change at all times of the year. For example, I launch a few times out of the year. Now, between launches, I have some things that people can invest in at any point. They're called evergreen products or services. And I will usually push one of those things at a time. So what do I mean by that? 
I am about to launch next month in August, right? I am opening the doors to the GoTo Coach Club. So I'm going to be in a launch season. Now, after that launch, I will not have a launch, right? I will have two months where I am not launching anything. So I'm not in a launch period. What I will do is I will then pick one of my evergreen offers, probably in my situation, VIP days, and I will probably push and create content around my VIP day offer for about a month before I then switch and focus on another thing. Now, to be clear, this is how I do it. This doesn't mean it's how you do it. I also have said in previous podcast episodes that after a launch period, I go into a growth period to grow my email list for my next launch. That still remains true. When I am pushing my VIP day offers, it's more the way I do it. It's more on the down low. I'm not doing like sales emails all the time and stuff like that like I do when I'm in my launch season. I'm more just picking what the thing is that I want to that I want to put more attention on and making sure that my content and the things that I'm putting out there aligns with that offer. So, I just want to give you the entire picture. Now again, this is how I do it. This doesn't mean that's how you have to do it. Uh, but I do suggest that you always in terms of sales like sales is how our business survives right? Like we do have to be making sales in order to keep our doors open. So this is one of the reasons why I like to be clear about everything that I can offer. What people tend to do that I do not recommend is say things like, well, I have three ways people can work with me at all times. And that might be true, But from an online business perspective, it's helpful to be pushing one thing at a time because A, it helps you know if your efforts are effective, but also it'll help you be clearer in your content and how you're putting yourself out there. Now, like I kind of alluded to, I have also said in a previous uh, episode that after a launch perspective, I have a growth period and all those things. Like I said, like I just said, I still do all those things, right? But at the back of my mind, I know what would be a nice thing to be selling right now, right? So it's not that I'm putting out sales campaigns at all times, but it just means that if I know what would be a nice thing to be selling in the back of my mind while I'm doing the growth work and while and while I'm between launches and all that stuff, then I can put little. I could sprinkle little efforts around my content to be to be making it clear what kinds of steps I want people to take if they're already in my community and they're already excited about the work that I'm doing. Okay, I hope by if anyone's confused by what I mean by that, I hope by the end of this episode it's going to become more clear. So, the per- for the purposes of this conversation, let's say the answer to my question which I just said was what are you selling? Let's say the answer to my question was VIP days. Okay? Step 2. How do you sell this currently? So consider the steps you usually take to make a sell a sale for this offer. For me, the answer to this question is that people typically land on my VIP day sales page. I have three different styles of VIP days. I have a VIP day for someone who's preparing for a launch. I have a VIP day for someone who needs help on their messaging. And I've, I have a VIP day for someone who's writing their signature talk. And then for the people who are looking for some more hands-on experience with me and are, are looking for VIP days or VIP experiences. 
but they don't want the launch or the messaging or their signature talk one. They wanted to kind of build one for themselves. I also have the option to chat with me about what that looks like and have a more like custom build VIP experience. Okay. So that's what the offer looks like. Now, in order to sign up for a VIP day or a VIP experience, what typically happens is someone will pick the type of VIP experience that they want. They'll then get on a call with me. We'll go through their business, all the things we need to address in our VIP day for them to resolve the problems that they're trying to resolve. And we'll kind of put together an agenda for us. And if we're both feeling really fantastic afterwards about what we have, like what, like our time together, they will say yes to the VIP experience. They will pay for their VIP experience and we'll move into scheduling their day and all the different deliverables. Me and my team that will help them over the next 30 days. And if they decide it's not for them, that's cool too. They won't be a part of the experience. Now, the person who usually wants to take part in our VIP experience already knows me in some capacity. They've either been on my email list for a while or they're already in my membership. We're on a first name basis in the DMs maybe, or they're a longtime listener of this podcast. But either way, there's a relationship that has been built. Even if I may not know them personally. They feel in relationship with me because they've been in my world long enough. This is not usually the person who's just randomly seen me on an Instagram reel. They're not. They're probably not going to buy a VIP experience that week. It's not impossible, but it's just not as likely, right? So those are the things I want you to answer for yourself when answering the question of how do you currently sell this? I want you to consider what's the process of this sale. And I also want you to consider what does the relationship look like with this person who wants to purchase? Like what stage of their journey with you are they in? And if you don't currently sell this thing, like let's say this is a new thing that you're selling, use your best guess around how this will move. A general rule is that higher ticket offers will be more likely to need a longer nurturing runway and a conversation with you. And then a lower ticket offer might convert with a shorter nurturing runway and may not need a conversation with you, but you'll need to get that offer in front of way more people in order to hit the numbers that you want. Okay, so I want you to address these questions so that you truly understand what goes into saying yes to this offer? Okay, so that's why I am asking you this question. So let's quickly recap the work that we've just done. The first thing is we identified what we are selling right now, and I explained why I want you to get specific, even if you have three evergreen offers at a time. I also want you to get specific, even if you're between launches and you're focusing on growth. Um, I tried, to, like, hopefully that's all clear as to why we are really thinking about one thing and focusing on it. And I think it'll get more clear as we keep going. And then the second thing I asked you to consider is what it takes to say yes from someone who is discovering this offer. What are the steps they need to take? Now, for this VIP experience, I have short numbers of steps, right? Because the person who is interested in this is probably already been in my world, right? They've already gone through the nurturing. They've already been in my world long enough to be able to be like, you know what? I love what Sophia has to say. I believe she can help me. I definitely align it with her way of thinking. I want to check out the sales page. If this is something I need, I'm going to book a call and, and, and then sign up on that call, right? The steps are shorter, but they begin with viewing the sales page. Okay. That'll become important in a second. All right. Step three, 
Knowing this, where should you be making this offer? Meaning, where can people get the information they need to take the next step? And for clarity, I kind of just alluded to this. The next step is viewing the sales page, not purchasing. And that's for me anyway. For you, it might be something different, but for me, it is viewing the sales page. The people who are interested in the VIP stuff, they oftentimes don't even know about the different offers I have until they view the sales page, which is why that's an important part of my personal process, right? So again, for me, this process is about presenting a sales page so people can know the different options I have in a VIP experience. They'll also understand what the heck a VIP experience even is because it's not a typical VIP day. Most VIP days are like six hours, right? One day call. I have in my VIP experience, multiple calls and a 30 day like experience with you, right? So it's a completely different offer, right? And they have, there's an education around what the heck that looks like. So as it pertains to making sure that there's traffic being pointed to my sales page so that they can get the information they need, there's a lot of places I should be presenting this offer and giving some education around it that most people don't even think about when they're thinking about how they're showing up to make sales. So the first one to consider are your pinned posts. I could have a carousel of the different types of VIP experiences that I have and really walk through why they are an obvious choice for someone. In that same carousel, I could explain the difference between a VIP experience, which is what I do, and a VIP day, which is what most other people do, right? I could also talk about you know, who'd be a perfect fit for the VIP experience, who would not be a perfect fit. Or again, I could just outline the three different types of VIP experiences and tell people and ask people like which one sounds like them and where to get more information, right? But again, most people don't even think about dropping that in their pin post. They're so focused on creating content that provides value and then just hoping and praying someone is going to ask them how to work with them or someone's going to go to the link in their bio. But no, we need actual places on our feeds that are directing them to that sale. So pin post is a great place to make sure whatever offer of the month you've got or what if whatever season you're whatever thing you're pushing at this moment, make sure there's something in your pin post about that. A second place no one thinks about when talking about where to be seeding their sales content is in their highlights. I could do the exact same thing in my highlights and then drop a link at the end of the highlights so people can look at the sales page and schedule some time with me, right? Maybe I have a highlight called VIP experiences. Maybe I have a highlight called work with me, like whatever it is that It feels short and sweet and compelling to drive traffic to the thing that I am pushing. Um, Make sure that there is a highlight with enough information to make people want to check out the sales page. I personally do not think you should give the entire sales page in a highlight because that can be a lot to flip through. But I do think you should have enough information for me to be like, ooh, this sounds just like me. How did I not know about this? I need to click on this link so I can learn more. A third place people often forget where you could be selling is your lead magnet and welcome series when people join your email list. So I something that you could be doing is changing out the lead magnet that you're pushing from month to month, right? So for example, maybe you have a certain lead magnet that would be more attractive for someone looking for your online course or membership. But again, maybe like doors are closed for that and you're not actively pushing that for another few months. But right now you'd really like to make some VIP day sales, right? So maybe the lead magnet that you're pushing to grow your list is actually the lead magnet that's more aligned with 
or that would be more attractive to someone who would be better for a VIP day. Now, during that period that you want to sell VIP days, perhaps, like I said, it's a month or whatever it might be, just focus on pushing that lead magnet, right? And then what I hope is set up, and again, it took me ages to set this up. So if it's not set up, it's not the end of the world, but it could be really smart for this particular objective. What I hope is set up is at the back of that lead magnet, you have some kind of a welcome series, right? That gives people like in short bursts, a little bit more information about who you are, why you're fucking awesome at what you do, maybe like a client success story. And then the fourth email in that series is some sort of an invitation to check out that sales page um, so that people are aware of what you offer in your world. Right. And maybe there is a juicy like discount for people on your welcome series that expires within 24 hours, or maybe there's a bonus or something. But again, the objective here is to make sure people coming in from that lead magnet who would be a perfect fit for your VIP experience is aware of the VIP experience, right? Or the VIP day or whatever it is that you're selling. Because this is the objective here. This is not necessarily about making sure that you are like in a sales pitch at all times, but how are people even going to consider becoming a client of yours if they are not even aware of what you sell? So this is really about being crystal clear about how to take the next step with you. A fourth place people should be selling that we're not thinking about selling is in the signature of your work email. How many emails do you send every week? a ridiculous amount. What I typically see is people using their signature to just say something like, check out our services here or go to our website here. Again, vague AF. I don't know what the heck to do with that information. I'm telling you, I'm not going to just randomly click on your website, right? So actually have a line pointing people to the thing that you are pushing at that moment. And hey, you can have two lines pushing two different things, okay? You can have a line pushing your lead magnet because I know that's general, like what people tend to recommend, which I agree with. I think you should always be growing your email list. So I do agree with that. But then I also think there's still room to be pushing the thing that you're trying to sell too. So for example, my signature could look something like Sophia Para, CEO of Coach Social, creator of the GoTo Coach Club and What the Heck to Post, have you checked out our VIP experiences? They're perfect for anyone who doesn't want to figure out their marketing all by themselves. Just go here, right? So again, I'm just presenting it as who this is the right who's this is the right fit for and then go here. And for that entire month, maybe that's the email. Whenever I send an email, that gets sent out in my signature line. I'm not talking about my newsletter. By the way, I'm just talking about like my casual correspondence with people who email me, uh, including people who are setting up discovery calls, including members of my membership, including people who are asking me questions, including past clients who I have, who haven't purchased from me in a while, they're all getting emails from me at all times. So now they have an opportunity to see, Ooh, I didn't know she did VIP experiences, right? It's just another marketing asset, another way to get my, the word out there about what the heck I do inside of my business. Because sometimes people don't see my posts. Sometimes people don't hear my, my podcast episodes. Sometimes people don't read my freaking newsletters, right? It's just another way to make sure I'm communicating clearly how to take the next step. And now everyone that I email that day or that entire month will see that little note and have the option to check out my sales page, which again is the first process and how people typically want to say yes to a VIP experience. The fifth thing that people often forget about is to just share it somewhere in your lead magnet. Similar to what I was saying earlier, your lead magnets are actually 
marketing assets. So when you share a lead magnet, the last page of your lead magnet, if it's a PDF especially, should be promoting what you're selling in some way. What does this lead magnet perfectly lead into and promote that thing on the last page, especially, like I said, if it's a PDF of that lead magnet. So I don't actually have a lead magnet for my VIP experiences, but I do have a lead magnet for the go-to coach club. And what that looks like is I share the value I promised in the lead magnet. And then on the last page, it says something like, do you need help implementing this by yourself? Here's how I help you inside the go-to coach club. And then I outline the features that support the work that I shared inside of that PDF, right? So that people can understand, they can learn from the PDF and then real see how I help them implement step-by-step inside of my lead magnet. Now that's the last page of my PDF. And I think everyone needs to be at least somewhere in that lead magnet. I even think it's a good idea to put it smack down in the middle of it. <laughs> but like wherever you want to, whatever place feels right for you, make sure you are promoting the thing you are trying to sell that whoever downloads that lead magnet would be a perfect fit for. The sixth place people always forget to sell is in the PS of your weekly emails. Now this is your newsletter. These are the the emails going to your email list. So for example, you can, you can share how many spots that you have open for something, right? So for example, I share two weekly emails every single week. I have a Tuesday email where I share more of a tip, more something to help people take the next step in something. And then I, on my Friday email, I have something called the highlight reel where I kind of like round up all the juicy stuff I've shared on all of my platforms about my text list, uh, my favorite post on my Instagram feed that week, a podcast episode. I just kind of pull it all together, put it in one place. So the people on my email list can kind of like not miss anything and make sure that they see the stuff that that I think could really support them, right? Now, in both emails, I could add a PS or something to kind of remind people that they that they have this option to sign up for something, right? So in my Tuesday tip email, I could say, PS, like, have you had your eye on our VIP experiences? I have three spots left for the rest of the year. Check it out here. And then maybe share some kind of a result. Like Brandy just landed a $39,000 deal from our messaging VIP day or like what? however I want to whatever result I want to seed, right? But it's such an easy way to just make sure people are aware. Guys, you know, I have this thing. There's only a few spots left. And here's what some of our clients are experiencing and make it short and sweet so that people feel compelled to tap the link and go to my sales page, which again is the first step of my process, right? Now in my highlight reel, I can do the same thing, right? I can pull all the different pieces of content that I love that week. And then I can also have a section that is called like things I, uh, things you should definitely be checking out and then write something short and sweet about why, like, I'm so excited about the results my clients are experiencing in the VIP experience and then give a link to check it out. It can be, like I said, one, two, maybe three sentences so that people feel compelled enough to tap on that link. And I would put that in both emails, right? Because it's not going to feel like a dominant part of either email, but it is going to give people who are excited about my content. Because like I said, in my process, the people who are going to check out that sales page are feeling warm to me. They feel like they know me, right? So it makes sense that after a nurturing piece of content like an email, I would I would write something compelling so people want to check out the sales page and let them take it from there. But they have to know about it first. So this is really about making sure in all of the work that I'm doing, I am sprinkling in my sales content in everything that I do so people know about it and can take the next step. 
A seventh place, I think I'm on the seventh place, that people don't really think about in terms of making sales is your general Ascension model. Now, an Ascension model is basically how you have worked out the system inside of your business to like the steps you think people take as they come into your business and kind of like progress to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. Now, for me, I have to be honest with you. I am a kind, I, I, I could be better with my Ascension model, if I'm being completely honest. Um, however, generally speaking, I do think that when people come into my world, their, their best first step is either inside of the go-to coach club or what the heck to post, right? Both are very similar memberships. What the heck to post is people who are, you know, struggling with what the heck to post every single day. And then the go-to coach club has that element as well as a group coaching element, right? So if you just need help with your general marketing. So those are both great first steps for, for people, right? And then from there, the next best step is the VIP experience. Once they have been inside of that membership, once they are familiar with my, my ideology, whether once they feel like, oh yes, this is resonating with me, but they want more deeper, more handholding work, a great fit for them is the VIP experience. So that's my Ascension model. I like people coming into my world and then saying yes to that first piece to really to get a feel for me. And then from there, they're a perfect fit for the VAP experience. For you, it might look totally different. For you, your, the Ascension model might actually be coming in th- through one-on-one coaching and then moving into like a monthly membership or a group coaching program and then a membership. But you should have a sense of like, where the first step people should take and then the next step people should take. So you can kind of help guide them through to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. So back to my example, for me, as I mentioned earlier, people who invest in my VIP days or my VIP experience are not strangers to me. They know me from either being in my world for a long time or investing in some of my lower cost offers like my membership. So knowing that means I can make it super easy for members to even know about my VIP experience by inviting them personally when they express a need in something that I know my VIP days solve. Um, I can also create a sales campaign specifically for those members. Maybe there's a discount that's available for a short period of time, or there's a push for them specifically because they're in a better place to get something out of my VIP day. Um, For example, when I started doing VIP experiences, like I did a very like low cost offer for my, for my members. I also wanted to kind of try out a few different things. So I made sure that I went first to my members instead of the general community, because I knew that we had enough of a relationship where I could really support them. Right? So whatever that looks like for you, the point is this, when you know who in your community is more likely to want this kind of support, you can be specific about how they will know about this offer what kind of specials you can provide for them, how you can make sure it's put in front of them so that they can more easily say yes. And that's the point That's the point of this entire episode, by the way. We are forgetting to sell. We are so concerned with how much value we give that what is happening is we are giving value without selling. I have no problem with giving value, by the way. I think it's fantastic. I talk about it all the time. I give a ton of value. I think it's necessary even, especially in the the type of work that we do. But when you're forgetting to sell, you are literally landing yourself in a situation that you can't sustain because people cannot buy from you if they do not know how to work with you. And you cannot sustain your business if all you do is give away your services. So as I hope you can see, this episode is really about making sure you are being clear and consistent enough with how 
to work with you because I'm going to just challenge you right now. When's the last time you talked about your offer? Like when's the last time, especially if you're evergreen, when's the last time you just said, yo, this is how to work with me. (laughs) I have three steps in this. Here's why this is fucking awesome. Bye here. Right. Outside of launches, we almost never do this. Never. It's bonkers. And P.S. I'm raising my hand. I'm one of those people too. I forget. I forget because I'm so consumed with giving, giving, giving. And I love that about me. (laughs) If I'm being honest, like I like being a generous person. I like all of that. However, I also have to remind myself that I'm also a business. And if I want to be the generous person I want to be, I have to make sales or else I will have to close my doors. Now, I didn't mention some of the more obvious places you should be selling because I hope you're putting that together, right? For example, to your email list and on your social media content. I'll say one thing about the email list though. Like the email list is a big place where I don't see us selling enough. I personally think you should sell every fourth to sixth email of your email list. I I do think this should be a sales pitch, minimum. I actually just met someone who who writes a sales email every third email to her list. But the craziest part is she emails her list three times a week, which means every week she's sending some kind of a pitch, right? She's giving two very generous value-packed emails, and then she's making a pitch every Friday, right? She is in a habit of selling. So now it's not unclear that she is a business. While you may want to be on her email list to learn all this awesome stuff she shares, you're always fully aware that in order to work with her and take 20 steps forward instead of just the one or two that she makes possible by being on the list, you can invest in her with her and you know how to invest in her because she keeps making it clear. You see, selling and sales content online is that's really what it is. It's about making it clear how people can take a next step. And they cannot if you're not constantly reminding them how to. So I say that because in addition to all the great content you share, just make sure you're not afraid to also sell, okay? So for your get your ish together task, I want you to decide what you're selling in this particular month or season or however you want to look at it. I want you to get clear on how you sell that thing and who is the right person to buy it. And then number three, I want you to make sure your entire presence is built to drive traffic in support of that first step. Every piece of content should be in support of that effort directly or indirectly. Like, for example, for me, as I mentioned, the people that are more likely to say yes to my VIP experience are in somewhat of a relationship with me, right? So my social media content, especially if I'm like, okay, it would be great to be selling VIP experiences right now, right? I might shift my content a little bit to be talking about certain things that I cover inside of the VIP experience to make sure that when people ask me questions about that topic, I have a clear invitation. I have a clear way to talk about my offer. Like there, I'm making things like, you know, that's kind of one way that I might decide on my content for that month. But also... I can, I can also use, and this is what you should be doing anyway, but it's particularly good with high ticket offers. I'm also using each of my pieces of content to start conversations, right? So I am in a habit of doing this, thank goodness, but especially during a period of, of pushing a high ticket offer, if I'm creating content that to start conversations about launching or messaging or these things inside of my VIP experience, every comment I get, every conversation that I get within that, right, is an opportunity for me to build a relationship. So that if I feel like they're the right person for this, I can say, hey, have you heard about my VIP experience? A lot of the information you're sharing here suggests to me that this could be a really great fit for you. Do you want me to send you the link so you can learn more? And again, the first step of my process is 
driving to that link. So now knowing what my objective is right now with the conversations I want to have, right? I can create content aligned with that first step, which is getting it, which is showing this, the sales page, right? So every single thing that we do, if we are, if we are aware of what we are selling, we can make sure that our content is aligned with that, that our emails are aligned with that, that we have our PSs aligned with that, that our lead magnets are aligned with that. We can start thinking about your map, right? If it was a treasure map, X marks the spot of your offer, right? Like what journey are people on so that you can drive traffic to the thing that you actually want to drive traffic to. And final thought before I close this off, I know I can hear a lot of people saying, yes, but the growth, the growth, like I get what you're saying, but I don't even have the type of audience that is going to buy from me right now. I'm not saying you do this instead of growth, right? Your growth needs to be happening. Probably at all times of year, but I also suggest having seasons of like high focus on growth, right? I will be focusing on growth while I'm selling my VIP day because, like I said, I'm not doing a launch on my VIP day. I can be doing the VIP day quiet, kind of quietly, right? And I will still be doing growth work because I also have to grow. We all need to be growing. But my point with this episode is you cannot grow and drive traffic back to your online presence without knowing where you want to point people. You cannot grow and drive traffic back to a presence that you're inconsistent with. You cannot grow and drive traffic back to a presence that isn't set up to make conversions, right? So while we are talking about our content and our messaging and all these things, if you are not set up as a business to make conversions, it's not going to happen. I might enjoy following you because I think you're interesting and fun, but I have to know what you sell. I have to know what you offer. In order to be a perfect fit client for you, I have to know how to be a client, right? So all of this, this episode particularly is really about what content do you have online? Not necessarily what you're posting, but just sprinkled throughout your online presence to make sure that next step is crystal freaking clear. And yes, depending on what you're focusing on, those there might be little shifts that you make. And that's okay because swapping out a sentence in your signature line ain't going to take a ton of time. Swapping out a or shifting a highlight if you have to, although I don't even think you would have to do that, but like editing a highlight or editing a pin post, like at the end of the day, it's not going to take that much time. It sits there for like a month or more. So it's like a pretty good use of time actually, you know? So none of these things are desi- are supposed to take a ginormous amount of extra time. What it is helping you do is show up more intentionally and with more clarity and more purpose. All right, my friends, I've had so much fun the past six weeks inside of our hashtag sorry, not sorry series. If you learned anything from this series, if you found this helpful at all, I would so appreciate a couple of things from you. The first thing is please leave us a review, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. I have been horrible at asking for reviews. In fact, I never really have. I think I did the first two days of my podcast and then I didn't. I forgot all about it. And um, and I'm so grateful for the people that just like randomly decided to, to leave a review. It's so lovely and kind of you. But if you feel like I give back to your life at all in, in terms of marketing, it would really make our day um, and really help us keep going with the podcast. So if you could drop a review, I would so appreciate it. And the second thing that I would love from you is if you send us a DM, 
or me a DM, I should say. Um, send me a DM at Sophia Para and let me know that this was helpful for you because that's really how I decide what I keep talking about and what I stop talking about. It really depends on reactions, what people say they want, and things like that. So if you've got a thought or feedback or just you know want to let me know that this was helpful, you don't you probably don't realize how far that goes. So either way, I can't wait to hear from you. And um, like I said, I love being here with all of you. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you on the next one. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.